Hey everybody, this is Brett number one from Spokane, Washington. I've been best friends, best friends with Jesse Dollimore for 25 years, and I still wouldn't listen to that piece of shit show, I Doubt It with Dollimore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Long last, we're back. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Episode 522 I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dollamore. And I'm joined today by the lovely... The talented, the scholarly and rested, Brittany Page, everybody. I thought you were going to say something about the non-gum chewing, Brittany Page, since I got yelled at and had to spit out my gum. Oh, is it gum that was causing the juicy mouth that was uh, pouring sound into my ears and my headphones? I would have been able to keep the juice mouth under control when the show started. Not a chance that you would have been able to chew gum... And do the show. I don't like you to chew gum and drink fucking wine. How do you think you'd be able to chew gum and do the show? You know what's weird is I don't really care what you don't like about what I do. So it's I'm going to I'm going to drink all kinds of wine with gum. As far as the wine drinking is concerned, you're right. As <laughs> Have far at as, it. <laughs> as far as this little element of our lives. By the way, don't try to act like I chew gum and drink wine. What's wrong with you? How dare you paint me as a wolf on this on this show? A wolf? Yeah. You mean an animal? Yeah, isn't a wolf an animal? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you just say hippopotamus or something? A raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we are back from uh, ye old extended uh, weekend. Mm-hmm. Hate to call it a vacation when it's only a, a handful of days. Yes. But it was vacation-like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a great trip. We had a great time. Yeah. Walked uh, all, I wouldn't say all over San Francisco, but we did a fair amount of walking. Yeah. Hit some awesome spots, drank mm-hmm. some great wine. Yeah. Ate some be- awesome cheese. Yes. Had some delicious egg tarts. You had some egg tarts. Mm-hmm. You took a bite of it. You know it was delicious. I didn't have egg tarts. I had a bite of a egg tart. Okay. And was it good? It was uh, very good. There we go. That's didn't, right. Didn't think I'd be a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I waited in line for 30 minutes. Real, real fucking good. Golden Gate Bakery. Golden Gate. This episode brought to you by Golden Gate Bakery, everybody. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. So, yeah, San Francisco was awesome. Yes. Good time. Mm-hmm. Come home. Mm-hmm. By the way, both flights delayed. I don't want to get into a whole travel shit show thing, but goddamn. Come yeah. on. I mean, I... The flight there, quite delayed. The flight back, equally as delayed, except for the fact that they didn't board us onto the plane and then immediately say, oh, hey, by the way, you're here sitting on the tarmac for a half hour. Yeah. So this is something that um, we don't agree on in terms of the level of... Mm, Aggravation? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really. You were going to take it to the next level. I don't know what you're experiencing right now. I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it, but I I just feel so happy and lucky to be like flying and going All somewhere. All right, Louis C.K. We get it. You get to fly in the in the air now, like a miracle. Don't call me Louis C.K. Ugh, for the love of God. Um, <laughs> also, I'm not trying to make that point, but I really do feel that way because I didn't grow up in a family that traveled. Like my parents weren't going anywhere. They weren't flying anywhere. All right. Do you feel? Do you feel equally? Do you feel the same way about that as when your call drops on a cell phone? Because the technology to fly is over 100 years old. No, I'm not talking about the technology failing. I'm just talking about being able to fly somewhere. And like, that's awesome. And I'm super jazzed about it. And you mean from an economic standpoint, like your parents were too poor. You guys never flew anywhere. Yeah, and I'm I feel lucky that I oh, right. am able to go to San Francisco on a weekend. I think that that is something that makes me lucky. Hmm. And I, I recognize it, that and that, that's experiential. I think that that's dictated by your prior experiences. Okay. Because you had a cell phone when you were poor. Uh-huh. And you don't you don't appreciate that in the same way, but then like heat is something that you'll always appreciate because you're reminded of being a kid. And being fucking freezing cold in your house because you couldn't turn the heat on. Yeah. Am I right? Maybe a little bit? Yeah, I'm still not understanding what you're talking about with the phone. Um, like, like, you you had a phone, so that's not something that you ever lacked. That's not something that you that you were like, oh, I went without a phone, so I really appreciate having a phone now. Hmm. But you went without flight in the air like a bird. You went without, <laughs> you went without uh, a cell phone or a, a heat. Hmm. Yeah. I fucking just nailed that shit. I mean, I wouldn't say that. Is your mind but... fucking blown right now? I need an explosion sound for the board because I you feel definitely like, don't. It's... I feel like I just blew your fucking mind. You didn't, and I didn't. Uh, <laughs> you can tone it down. But um, <laughs> but it was my birthday over the weekend. Oh, yeah, happy birthday! Yeah, and that was exciting. And then your birthday's coming up. So happy birthday to you. It is coming up uh, Thursday. Yeah. And so we have a lot of birthdays over here. Oh, a lot of them. Fucking two. Yeah. Two whole birthdays. Plenty of birthdays. Oh, oh, two birthdays. (laughs) What is happening? I'm counting the birthdays. All right. As Count Chocula, is that what you were doing? Count, is it? It's not Count Chocula. Count Chocula is the cereal. It's Count... uh, it's the Count. He's the fucking Count. His name is not Count Chocula? No, he's the Count. <laughs> Are you talking about the guy? The Sesame Street character. He's not Count Chocula. Oh, I wasn't allowed to watch that. It was too diverse. Oh, right. That's right. So is that another thing when you get to watch uh, Sesame Street? You feel like, oh, this is really a, a wonderful I thing I don't want to take for granted. <laughs> I don't watch that. <laughs> Maybe I should, though. Revisit it. I'm actually in a shockingly good mood right now. That's good. Um, given the very frustrating day that you have had. Yeah. I, listen. Sometimes I really wish I was smarter. Because mm-hmm. in so many ways, I am just a fucking dumb guy. Mm-hmm. Today, I updated, our, I redid our website. Nice. People have been asking for that. Yeah. Uh, Kelly from New England. Yeah. Hey, fuck off. The website's updated. Well, <laughs> let's not go too far. Well, There's a picture of an unknown woman yeah, uh, that's being featured on the website right now. That is why 
She has headphones on, though. I cannot. I, I fucking... I can't... I don't know how I still have hair. That I haven't pulled out every single hair on my goddamn head because certain elements of this thing, I just breezed through and got it all done. And then others, like the girl's fucking picture, mm-hmm. I can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. Who is that? I don't know. I'm sure you'll figure it out, though. Just give yourself some time. Be patient with yourself. You'll get it done. Oh, that's just not in me. You'll get it figured out. So anyway, the, the dollamore.com website is is a, a work in progress, everybody. But it looks a lot better. It looks a tremendous amount better. We, we had so many people complaining about it. I mean, it was kind of a regular thing to receive messages about how terrible the website was. I know you're singling out Kelly from New England, but it really was not just Kelly. Oh, we love Kelly. It's just she's the most recent one to make a, a sideways comment about the font or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, it really was a problem. I mean, it wasn't... Well, when it, we started this endeavor five plus years ago, I didn't think we needed a website. I was like, oh, it's a fucking podcast. Right. First of all, had no idea it would turn into this. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah. Kind of needing a website. Well, and I think we also just thought that like it was fine if it was right. just really basic and it didn't really need to be anything special. But then we realized, wow, this is, I mean, more than just simple. It's like a piece of shit. So we need to <laughs> make it better, you know. Oh, I like how you're saying we. A lot of fucking we's are getting thrown around here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, well, there's no we in this equation. I mean, and I, it rhymes with we. Yeah, it's Jesse D. <laughs> I mean, I was sending you good wishes. Oh yeah, I was sending you positive vibes. <laughs> well, here, real quickly, very quickly, let me mm-hmm. let me kind of mm-hmm. describe what happened today. So, oh yeah, I got us. all the way through. <laughs> what are you doing? No, please tell us about it, like so in I depth. Got, I got, not in depth. <laughs> I said very quickly. I got all the way through the process today. I don't know what time it was. Two or three or four o'clock today. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I found a link that says, oh, it's just kind of an automated setup. Yeah. So I figured it would just take me from where I was and save my progress. Mm. No. It re it fucking put everything down at a default and then posted all these weird episodes about technology and how to podcast and what mics are best. That's not me. I didn't do that. Yeah, I was so I'm getting like scrambling trying to delete these tweets that are auto generating. Yeah, I was getting all of these texts because I have your tweet sent to my phone. And I was like, is he doing all of these podcasts alone right now? <laughs> like about how we started the show yeah, and what whatever. is going on over there? So anyway, then I went back to the page and realized that it had fucking reset to these defaults with the name of the anyway, it was a it was a bummer. Never assume that something is automatically saved. I think that that is yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> for sure. Well, I found out later, just a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. that it actually saved a different version, so I could just go back to that and click. But uh, anyway, neither here nor there. The other thing we want to talk about before we move on... Yeah. ...is how Popeye did at the Doggy Hotel. Yeah. We, we've been talking about it. Yeah. And... Uh, he was not happy to be dropped off. Mm-hmm. A little anxiety. And then when we picked him up, he was about as happy as he gets. Yeah. <laughs> I think internally he was jumping backflips for joy. Yeah. But that doesn't externalize because he's 
kind of too cool for school. Yeah. He definitely wanted to leave, though. Oh, yeah. As soon as we were out the door. We wanted he... to squat with him and bed him, and he was like, nope. Yeah. We got to go. <laughs> he never pulls on the leash, and he was pulling on the leash to yeah. get in the car. They also sprayed him down with, like, dirty hippie scent or something. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> He's sm- he smelled like every essential oil blended together. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just now wearing off. I don't know what happened. And he's yet. laying on my feet right now, and mm-hmm. I probably won't have to wash my feet for for days because they're somehow disinfected. Well, he's doing you a favor then. <laughs> he's doing you a favor. He's what are doing you everybody about? a favor. <laughs> Public service right there. So anyway, we got a couple of voicemails to get to. Um, shockingly, they didn't pile up when we were on vacation because I think everybody just, they got it. Also, maybe they're traumatized by the news right now. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the first voicemail is about the debates, which are today for you, Wednesday. Hey guys, John from Columbus. Um, so I know we're super excited about the debates. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm ready for them too, just to kind of. You know, as you guys mentioned, thin out the herd. But I still think one of the best options that the DNC should use is to pull all, of, all the candidates, everybody running, pull them, and have them write down their top five candidates outside of themselves. You know, so say, you know, when you vote, you can't vote for yourself. Who, who, do, you, who do you vote for? Who are, you, who are your top five? And then you pull that, and you take the top five of them, and you stand for a debate. Um, because once again, you know, healing crystals, you know, just just small town people. It's like, I'm sorry, but we need someone that's going to be able to defeat Donald Trump. And you know, not interested in having somebody who's going to just. Just let Trump beat Trump. We need someone who's going to be able to call Trump out on his shit. Because we know they talk shit. Uh, you know, and that's that. Pull the candidates. All right. Bye. Well, I think, I think on the face, that's a good idea, John. However, being that the, not everyone is an altruistic individual who's going to do the right thing... You have to take into account that if they know that's what the purpose of this thing is, they're going to try to, like, if you ask Seth, Seth Moulton, who's not even fucking polling, who's, who's not even registering in the polls, if you ask him, who do you think the best person is, and he knows that's what the, what the game is, he's going to list those at or below where he is. And there might be some people who do the noble thing, but this is campaigning. This is fighting to win. So... In principle, in, in, in a perfect world, that would be great. But I wouldn't trust the people to do the right thing. Well, I don't know that there's anyone below Seth Moulton. I think he <laughs> is actually at the bottom. Although there is a 24th candidate who's entered the race. Did you hear this? Oh, come on, man. A former Pennsylvania congressman, Joe Sestak. Sestak, yeah. I said it right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, it's almost as amazing as that fucking guy joining the race <laughs> who has no chance. Seriously, the 24th Democrat. Come on. Eventually, I'm just going to fucking throw my name in the ring so I can beat out some of these other ding-dongs and say, hey, claim to fame, everybody. Yeah. Well, and he... Listen we already to have campaign stickers. Listen to his platform, <laughs> though. You haven't heard this before. Um, right. He's running on a platform of stopping climate change. Oh, 
Yeah. If only someone would have thought of that. And global injustice. Wow. That's an amazing leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that catches on as a as a as a as a talking point, as a as a campaign initiative yeah. within the, this democratic cohort. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to say his campaign, his his platform is, hey, I'm 24th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's really ridiculous. And again, the, the debates are going to be Wednesday and Thursday, um, 10 people on each night. Yeah. So hopefully you're gearing up for that and you are prepared to watch and also follow along with us because we'll be watching and uh, tweeting and posting from the Facebook page. And we will also be doing like we've done in the past, not as bonus episodes, but as just regular numbered episodes, kind of a breakdown. Uh, I don't know how long they'll be, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, but we're also going to do that as just what we do because right. we enjoy it and i think it's good to kind of get in the weeds yeah about how they perform during the debates yeah so let's make sure you guys have our twitter handles so you can follow along at dollamore at Brittany e page and at i doubt it podcast also don't forget to follow and like the facebook page i doubt it with dollamore podcast we really appreciate it yes uh, thank you, John. We appreciate it very much, brother. Uh, the next call is about the conversation we've been having about Alex Jones. And if I need to remind you, here it is. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. This is Christopher from Minnesota calling in. And I was listening to your most recent episode. Now, I haven't finished listening to it, but I listened to the whole segment about Alex Jones. And I was fighting the urge the whole time to grab my phone and make a comment. Uh, but I decided, okay, just listen to the whole segment and then make a comment before you say something too preemptively. But after uh, you know taking the time to listen through the whole segment, uh, I was thinking about how, particularly the segment about Alex Jones, I was thinking about how Alex Jones was kind of wording a lot of his words. He's, I mean, granted, he was jumping around a lot between, like, bewilderment and uh, and attacking and frustrations and all these other kinds of different panicked emotions. But what I found most interesting is that when he was mentioning about like $1 million, $1 million for the guy that, you know, that, uh, that gets caught, you know, for this thing. But it sounded like to me in the beginning of the conversation, the beginning of that segment that you guys were covering, that he was almost offering $1 million for someone to confess. Like as if one of his fans would possibly confess on his behalf to protect him, and he would offer them a million dollars for just going through one conviction, you know? You'll be set for life if you if you take this fall for me kind of thing. And then he probably realized somewhere in the middle of it it wasn't sounding too good, and then decided to turn it into some kind of, like, bounty-ish thing and turn it into more of a threatening kind of thing for someone that could find the guy. So, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's kind of what it sounded like to me, at least. And I'm wondering if, it's, if it sounds like that to me, I'm wondering if it sounds like that to his listeners, maybe. But, yeah, that's my thoughts on the whole thing. Thank you guys, thank you guys very much for what you guys do, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't get that. Although, after Christopher said that, i like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess that could have been. And when you're dealing with Alex Jones, who fucking knows? I think all bets are off, you know what I mean? And the goofs who listen to him. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I really... I don't think I think that way. Not that Christopher thinks that way, but I, I certainly I take people at what at what their face value words are, and I didn't even catch any of that equivocation. So there are probably likely, if Christopher caught that, uh, multiple people out there who do think like that or did 
uh, catch that. Did did uh, extrapolate that meaning from his words or his tone or his uh, the way he said it. So thank you, Christopher. We appreciate it very much. We'd love to hear from you, everybody. If you haven't called the show, for sure we'd love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. Before we move on, I also wanted to mention this. Before we left for the trip, mm-hmm. I got in the mail yeah. a book. Nice. A book by a, a wonderful writer, gentleman named Brian Knight. Mm-hmm. The, book's, the book is called uh, Dangerous Toys. He's a horror writer. Okay. And uh, I went to high school with this guy. Nice. And I've been meaning to get him on the show because I know a guy who wrote a bunch of books. Yeah. And I think it would be fucking fascinating to get into both the uh, the creative process that it takes to churn out mm-hmm. prolific amounts of fucking uh, of, of content like this and also get into his life a little bit because I know I know it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Brian some, Knight with a K. Brian Knight with a K. It's mm-hmm. certainly not Brian like M. Knight Shyamalan. No. Mm-hmm. But uh, it would be awesome because there's some religious elements in there. There's a whole bunch of good stuff that we could talk about. Absolutely. So, so Brian, if you're listening, reach out, brother. I want to get you. We want to fucking schedule this thing because I'm a goddamn slacking, slacking douchebag. So while we're um, giving announcements, the Patreon hangout calls are this weekend. So if you are in the Patreon tier where you are invited to the video calls, then you will be getting a message on Friday, June 28th at 7 p.m. Pacific time, our time. And also Saturday, June 29th at 11 a.m. Los Angeles time. Pacific time, our time, all the times. And we are really looking forward to that. So please join us. Some months, it seems like longer, a longer time has spanned between the previous call than others. This seems like a long time since we've seen seen the folks from the on the Patreon call. It's because it's a heavy, heavy news week. I Maybe mean, month, so. Month. Maybe so. Yeah. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. Thank you for all your beautiful support of the show. We appreciate everyone who supports us on Patreon, who supports us on PayPal, who supports us by shopping on Amazon, who supports us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes without profanity, and who supports us by listening to the show and also, telling friends yes, about the show. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Sharing the episodes on Twitter when they get tweeted out, sharing the episodes on the Facebook page when they get uh, shared. Those are major ways, probably the most impactful ways, because if you if you have a friend and you you like your friend and you think you're a little bit like your friend and they like something, a lot of likes right now, mm-hmm. you know, if they're fond of something, if they enjoy certain content, you might think, ah, that might be for me. Yeah. I respect their opinion. I, I I'm aligned with them politically. I like hearing the word fuck said maybe more than it should be said. (laughs) Then maybe they'd like the show. There you go. So we would appreciate it very much if you take the time to to share um, the episodes that are that are available on social media. 
Thank you guys very much. We appreciate all the loyalty, all the love, and all the waiting with bated breath, as it were, for the show to return. Dilemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So all kinds of things have gone on in the last uh, the week or so. Probably a little little less than a week that since we've done a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iran kind of dusted up. Mm-hmm. You know, we they bombed the tanker. We knew that. They shot down a drone in apparent international airspace. It's hard to believe. It's hard to have faith in the word of this administration, even when it comes to the intelligence community now. And that's a bummer place to be in. But it is that way. So it's hard when they say, yeah, that, that was in international waters. It's not in Iran's airspace. They shot that down. Donald Trump dispatched a military uh, strike. And then apparently, moments before they got there, 10 minutes before, he called it off because he learned that there would be about 150 dead Iranians as a result. That's not how that works. He did the right thing by calling it off. But he shouldn't have been in the position to even be launching a fucking strike in the first place. But it's good that he, that he called it off. Because it very likely would have sent us into inexorable war. Mm-hmm. But he did the right thing. But what I'm saying is they would have known the death toll before they even ramped up to launch the fucking the attack. But can we, can we also just take a moment to reflect here? Because I think it's important that we... We talk about the fact that someone as inept and um, allergic to learning and education as yeah. d- as Donald Trump. It's a great way to put it. Is in control of that decision. Yeah, it's scary. That should be scary to everybody. And and luckily, right? He said no. Right? We mm-hmm. don't want to kill all those people. Uh, but what if he didn't care? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Well, we, should we have all, to answer it, right? We should also say that uh, it is certainly not the case that he was alone and an island unto himself in that decision. Absolutely. He, he had uh, probably a dozen or more advisors who likely all, with the exception of the likes of like John Bolton, mm-hmm. likely all uh, advised him against pulling the trigger, so to speak. Right. Because killing 150 Iranians, military and likely civilian as well, a combination of the two, Mm -hmm. is not a proportionate response. Mm -hmm. It's just not. Right. And I'm not saying that the decision that he made was based on some sort of moral principle. Of course not. Um, And that it was most likely born out of what would be... A political calculus. Exactly. Yeah, for and, sure. And it would not be something that was good for him. Yeah. However, you saw the next day, Fox and Friends uh, did a segment on it. Like criticizing what he did. Right. Yeah. Almost trying to send a message, like goading him. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> How could you do this? We need to respond. We can't let this go. We can't let this go unanswered. Yeah. It's very odd times that we live in that foreign policy is being... Uh, cajoled out of a president via 
a fucking cable news channel filled with numbnuts, dimwits like like Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade mm-hmm. and uh, what about country? the majority? Okay, the I'm majority. So tired of protecting the minority. Ainsley Earhart. Well, and there are legitimate criticisms that people have of granting this much power to one person. Yes, right? you hear that all the time, and yes, that is of course the case. But in the system that we currently have. Um, until it is changed somehow, we need to ensure that we are putting the best among us in that position. Well, what we need is a Congress that will take back the power, the authority under the Constitution to declare war. Yeah. They've, 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 they've co-opted, they've just granted that authority over to the president because it's unpopular to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And rather than face that unpopularity going into an election season, they're okay with just giving it over to Donald Trump. And that is fucking, that is an abdication of your fucking duty, Congress. No good. But also, we should be electing the best among us. That absolutely. <laughs> first and foremost, that. Then you wouldn't so much have to worry about that. I mean, you still have to worry about it. But well, when you have a fucking rapist in office, yep. Should I? Should I? Allegedly. Allegedly. Of course. He's allegedly, allegedly a rapist. Allegedly. You know. So anyway, uh, we're going to get to that that E. Jean Carroll story, but very quickly as just a a note to pin on your sweater. Robert Mueller looks like he's going to be testifying before Congress on July 17th. I don't know what day of the week that is. I'm going to look in my calendar as we speak here. That is, of course, a fucking Wednesday, which means I'm going to be skipping grand jury that day, which isn't such a bad thing. It's just, you know, what it is. So anyway, be looking for that. Apparently, they've come to an agreement on the... The uh, the particulars around his like, the time and what the format of the testimony is, what might or might not be covered, probably broadly they're going to talk about or, or have agreed to. He's not under subpoena, as far as I understand it, um, but we are looking forward to that. We will certainly, fucking certainly, go through and do a whole episode on that particular testimony because it's probably not going to be filled with fireworks, but there's going to be a lot of nuance there to uncover. So we're going to be following that. Uh, now let's talk about this E. Jean Carroll rape accusation against Donald Trump. Um, she apparently, I, I've never heard of her before, but she's apparently a self-help person or a, an advice columnist. Yeah, very popular. Ask E. Jean is her column in huh. Elle magazine since 1993. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Long time. Mm-hmm. And she has written a book. And in the book, she accuses... A handful, uh, I believe, of men of sexual assault. And Donald Trump happens to be one of them. Now, this story is making headlines, but the book is not about Donald Trump and this sexual assault. It is about her life and other experiences that she's had with men, other assaults that she's experienced. Um, And Donald Trump is just one part of that story. But she came forward and went on Anderson Cooper to discuss the story. And we have the clip here, but before we play it, um, she does go into detail about the experience. And for about eight and a half minutes in case this is not something you wanna you wanna hear. Well and the end part is is really what we want to focus on, but I think it's important to hear the full story um before we get there. Yeah, so eight minutes go ahead because the last thirty seconds are kind of a, a what the fuck? 
last minute, minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she starts the story um, where she meets Donald Trump at a department store. So I was coming out and he was coming in. He was standing out and he put his hand like this. So I did not go through the revolving door. He came in. He said, hey, you're that advice lady. And I said, hey, you're that real estate tycoon. He said, come advise me. I want to buy a present. I said, oh, for who? He said, for a girl. So I was enchanted. It was such a great moment. Uh So how about the handbags? Oh, no, he doesn't want a handbag. Well, how about a hat? So he strolls to that. And had you you hadn't. Had you met him prior once, to that? Just once, briefly. There's a picture. Yeah, that's where the, the photo of with... Yes. With, a, uh, with my ex-husband with and ex-husband. he with his right. ex-wife. Um, a very nice... It's a very nice... Which, by the way, he had said he, he's never even met you previously. Obviously, the picture which we have, uh, you know, tells a different story. So uh, we went to the hats and he immediately put a grabbed a fur hat, of course. And I said, oh, you can't put a dead animal on your head. And then I found out later, of course, all of his women... Wear those fur hats, Ivana, Ivanka. They, have you you've seen mm-hmm. pictures? They all wear. Okay, so um, he asked. I said, "How old is the young lady?" And he said, "How old are you?" And I said, "52." And he said, "You're so old." He said that. Of course. He said, "You're so old." And shortly after that, he said, "I know lingerie," or he could have said underwear. And so we went up the escalator. We went to the lingerie department. It was empty. There was nobody there. There was nobody on the whole floor, frankly. Um, I think we could go through bathing suits and cruisewear. And this, the store was not popular at the time. Nobody was there on the counter. It, that's going to sound strange, people, that nobody was in the... Because Bergdorf's is the greatest store on the earth. They take care of whatever you want there. There, mm-hmm. If you're thirsty, they'll bring you water. They'll get you whatever. They'll call all over the country to get whatever you want. It was a moment in time. Nobody was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, a dressing room door was open, which is very unusual because usually they're locked. Mm-hmm. And the attendant comes and locks it. Escort you in, etc. Okay, so on the uh, so counter, he said lingerie because he wanted he said he wanted you to help him pick out some lingerie. Well, he, it can't because he was not having it with the hats. Okay, the hats were okay. So then we went up. He was going to get some lingerie, and I am just like, oh, well, I can dine out forever on this story. We're going to go get lingerie. You go. You say you go up to the, the the lingerie department and no one is around. And there are two or three boxes on the counter. The fancy, remember the old-fashioned lingerie boxes, and a filmy see-through bodysuit in lilac gray. And he snatches it up, and he says, go try this on. I said, you try it on. He said, no, it looks like it fits you. I said, it goes with your eyes. He said, no, go put this on. And Anderson... So at this point, it's you're saying it's uh, a friendly... joshing. Joshing... I used to be a writer at Saturday Night Live. I see an entire sketch of making Donald Trump put this filmy thing over his pants. That is what I'm thinking. Mm. I am not thinking. I think it's I just I was laughing as I said it. He said, well, you know, he went like this and I walked in. Stupidly. So for you, this was kind of a, a New York moment. Like oh, one of the those best things. New, just uh. like the best New York. Donald Trump is going to put on a filmy bodysuit. Mm. It's like, oh, I couldn't. So he, let's go in the dressing room. I thought, yeah, I'm going to make him put the pants on. Walked in, and the minute I was in there, he shut the door and pushed me up against the wall and bang, bang my head. 
on the wall and kiss me. I just, it was so shocking. I couldn't, of course, I started laughing again um, because. You started laughing? Of course. What, what, why? What, why, of course? Because it was a way of, if it was at all erotic in his part, it would, if a man is laughed at, it usually will make him, uh, um, um, and he put his shoulder against me to hold me against the wall. And at that point, I realized that I was in a very difficult situation. Did he say anything? No. No. It was just like, we're going to do this thing. We're just so hot for each other. Uh, or wh- I don't, wh- Why would I even try to think what he was thinking? Anyway, so he pushed me, you know, he pushed me, held me with the shoulder, and I was wearing a, a coat dress and tights, and he pulled down the tights. And so... Um, that's he pulled what, it with, with he pulled it with both hands with one one and um that was when it turned serious i realized that this was this was this was a fight um and even though i can talk about it now uh and put words to it at the time the adrenaline is pouring through me and all i want to do is, right how would you describe what were you you, you said you were you were obviously fighting. surprised fighting. Right. Were you scared? Were you no, angry? Too, were you? I was too panicked to be scared. Too panicked to be scared. Okay. You know, uh, you said adrenaline was pumping. I assume it was right. because I got strong enough. He's six three. Apparently, I've looked it up. I was about six one in the massive heels I was wearing, and so we were even, almost even in height. And down go the tights, and it was against my will, and it hurt, and it was a fight. And this is not a question I would normally ask, and if if you don't want to answer, I totally understand. Um, But given the prior accusations, which have all been of forms of assault or harassment, um, you're saying there was actual penetration? Yes. Did you, which is, puts it into a different category of any of these other, any of the other uh, women who have come forward. Um, I think techno, I mean, that, that is, that is the definition of, of rape. One definition. That's the definition. Yes. Do you, how long? Brief. Mm-hmm. Brief, because when a woman is stamping her feet, that's, and that's what you were doing. You started stamping yeah. your feet. I always think back and think, I, that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. I should have never have done it. And then I didn't behave. I, when you say I should have never done it, you mean? That was just a dumb thing to go into a dressing room with a man that I hardly know hmm. and have him shut the door and then be unable to stop him. And um, I was a competitive athlete. So I wasn't like a, I didn't freeze. I, I rose to the occasion and um, it did not last long. And that's why I don't use the word you just used. I use the word fight. You don't use the word rape. Sexual violence is in every country, in every strata of, of society. And I just feel that so many women are undergoing sexual violence. Mine was short. I got out. I'm happy now. I'm uh, moving on. Um, and I think of all the women who are enduring 
constant sexual violence. So this one instant, this one, what, three minutes in this little dressing room, I just say it's a fight. That way I'm not the victim, right? I'm not the victim. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> so a lot to kind of wow. break down here, but you can even tell that uh, Anderson Cooper, who is a professional, is having a very hard time asking many of the questions, going into yeah. detail. But also responding to some of the things that that she's saying, right? He probably feels confused about um, how detailed to get, right? Wh- which types of questions to ask. But he also probably fe- feels confused being a man and asking a woman um, her feelings on rape, and then hearing these very strange responses. Yeah, let's before we get to the the, the very end there. I think. There should be some level of, of comfortability to ask the questions of this woman because she just wrote a book about it. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. she she put it out in the public sphere. So it's not like, uh, oh, that's off limits. That's my own personal thing. She made it a public thing. So it's I think it's okay to ask questions about it. Although I completely understand the, the, the hesitance because I certainly would have the the uncomfortability to ask those kinds of intimate questions. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman's an advice columnist. Uh, yeah, that that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Saying that most people think rape is sexy. You know, well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm-hmm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. (laughs) Well, this whole thing was very confusing. I actually, I want to, I know that that is what has kind of stuck with you, but I actually want to go back. Please. Because when she's talking about how she's happy, it was really fast. She's a strong person. It hasn't stuck with her. Right. She's saying mm-hmm. all of these things yeah. when she's trying to convince Anderson Cooper of why she doesn't call it a rape and she calls it a fight. You can be raped and have all of those things happen yeah. afterward. Yeah. You can be strong. You can move on. You can have a happy life and you can still have been raped. I don't understand the reasoning there. And I, I don't know if it's what she's needed to tell herself to get by. And if that's, Possibly, if that's sure. the case, then you do whatever you need to do. And I say that to anybody, right? You do whatever you need to do. There was kind of this controversy that happened in the game of Thrones, like second, I don't know what episode, yeah, whatever, whatever. Oh, this season. Yes. Yeah. Where one of the characters 
engages another character. It's kind of hard to explain if you haven't watched the show and I don't want to spoil anything. But anyway, she references all these terrible things that have happened to her, including rape, sexual violence. Yeah. And she basically says something about how if she hadn't gone through those things, she wouldn't be the strong woman she is today. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people took that to mean that like she was thankful for her rapes or that she needed the rape to become who she is. Right. But And that was a lot of people reacting to that online. But for me, and someone who has experienced trauma, and someone who has had to overcome trauma, I heard, no, I went through these things, and I came out stronger on the other side. Yeah. And a lot of times, that's what happens with trauma, you know? Sometimes when I do um, my groups at the hospital... I ask people, I say, how many people here have heard of post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Everyone raises their hand. Yeah, of course. And I say, how many people have heard of post-traumatic growth? Oh, wow. And no one raises their hand. I've, I've never heard of that. Right. And it, it, it's because we don't talk about that, right? How people do go through trauma and they do thrive and they do, they're fine, right? They're not fine. They still have ramifications, but they're okay, Right. They're able to put their life back together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that she's kind of E. Jean Carroll here putting this very unfortunate idea in people's heads that the only type of rape that counts is the one that ruins your life. And it's also violent, thrown to the ground and ravaged, as she said. Right. Because she even talked about, well, I don't want to be a victim. Right. And I wasn't thrown to the ground. This wasn't in an alley. Right. As though there's only a certain kind of rape that quote unquote counts. Right. That's bad. Right. Yeah. When it's all bad, your husband that you've been with for years who rapes you in your in your bed. Right. That's bad. Okay. When you go on a date and it's super romantic and things turn south at the end of the night. Right. In a nice home. That's bad. You know, it doesn't have to be a stranger in an alley with a knife to your throat. Right. That's not what we're talking about here. And for a woman to go on TV and advice columnist and trot out these talking points that are damaging and harmful. Right. Someone who does go through something that E. Jean Carroll went through. And let's say they're fucked up afterward. They're having a rough time. They don't have the right to that because it was quick. Yeah. And because they were okay, you know, I just, I, I was listening to this and maybe it's just based on my own personal experience and I'm biased. That's perfectly, (laughs) perfectly, probably the situation. Um, But also my experience in the field that I work in, these ideas are damaging. And they set an almost impossible bar for victims. And I, I just, I would hope that Again, if she's telling herself these things because that's what she needed, then okay. But I don't think that this needs to be out there for other people to kind of pick up on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have this rape is sexy fantasy thing, which was being picked up by conservatives, conservative news outlets. Oh, they did, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Saying that Anderson Cooper panicked and threw to commercial. It kind of sounded like he panicked and went to commercial. I mean, it may have been a planned break. I don't know if it was a hard break. Um, or if it was just terrible, like terrible, 
timing that that happened right on the end of, it, of where they needed to go to breaks because mm-hmm. there are program break breaks on cable news, right? Ones that they can't get, they have to go to, mm-hmm. and then ones that they they have their choice to go to in order to fit certain segments in in the right time, right? This could have been a hard break. We don't know, right? Can we um, listen to it one more time? Yeah, you know, well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> wow. So this is what I think. This is what it sounds like to me. I don't know about the heartbreak, soft break. I don't know, but it does sound to me like he's tell- being told in his ear by the producer. Fucking throw to commercial. What in the fuck is this? Seeing as they have responsibility here too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To to dump out of something if it's getting off the fucking rails. Yeah. And this started going off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and I don't know how he should have responded because again, this is a very del- delicate thing. Sure. Um, a delicate situation. I don't know what would have been the right thing. Um, maybe it was just best to go to break and make it stop. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say this. Donald Trump has been accused of sexual um, assault and harassment by how many women now? I mean, at least 16. No, I think it's 24 to 26. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least 16. Is yeah, in yeah, there. yeah. 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 Right. right. Um, and I think it was uh, Colbert. He he did a bit on his show where he said if if he heard from one person that you pooped in your neighbor's sink, then he might question whether or not you were a neighbor sink pooper. Yeah. But if he heard that you had pooped in over twenty sinks from twenty different sink owners, he yeah would probably think you're a poop in the sink guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said it a lot better than I just did. <laughs> um but that's a perfect point right and you're already having people reacting because donald trump has responded and did did you want to guess what his response was yeah i think we know but i mean i do know but i think everybody would know based on the the shit that he said in the past right she's not my type she's not my type i'll say it with great respect number one she's not my type number two it never happened it never happened okay wouldn't number one be it never happened Mm -hmm. not She's not the type that I would rape. Mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of what kind of lady Trump would rape. What is his type to rape? There seems to be a type. He's saying, yeah. Well, because we, if, if if he's sorry, if he's talking about the type of woman he would be attracted to, so is Melania. She's clearly his type. Would he rape her because she's his type? That, that doesn't come into the fucking equation. Well, and remember when he was responding to another accusation from Jessica Leeds, he said... She would not be, be my first choice, believe me. Right, at a 2016 campaign yeah. rally. Believe me, she would not be my first choice. That I can tell you. You don't know. That would not be my first choice. Ugh. And for people like Lindsey Graham, who was asked to comment on E. Jean Carroll's rape accusation, he said, quote, he's denied it. That's all I need to hear. That's, yeah. that's literally what Lindsey Graham said. Right. He's denied it. He's denied. That's all I need to hear. He's denied these claims 24 separate times from 24 separate women. That's good enough for me, y'all. Can you can you imagine 
being that person. <laughs> despicable. Yeah. A fucking despicable piece of garbage human. Right. So I, I hope that people aren't walking away from this conversation that we just had thinking, wow, they spent a disproportionate amount of time criticizing E. Jean Carroll, who came forward with her story and was vulnerable and um, backed up many of the other women who have leveled similar accusations against Donald Trump. Um and I think that that if you are walking away with that impression that you remind yourself that it is because of a lot of the negative ramifications that could occur as a result of some of the things that this woman said about her experience um, and what other women could start to think about their own traumatic experiences. Well, especially when you have a platform like this where millions of people are tuning in to see what you say to hear what your experience was, to know what went on with you, and then think about the possible damage done to countless victims out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and look, she, she's a victim, yes. She's also a public figure. She's also very media savvy. Mm-hmm. She's a writer, so she has, the, she has a, a, a talent with words. She knows the meaning of the words that she speaks and the power of the meaning of those words that she speaks. And I think she has a responsibility to do right by women who are who are also victims and will be victims because there certainly will be victims. Well, and I'm I'm not saying that there's no utility here whatsoever, right? I I think that she is doing right by victims by coming forward, by being vulnerable, by telling her story, by backing up the women who have already come forward. But I think it's important to at the same time address these negative stereotypes and challenge them. And listen, I don't speak for um, all traumatized people, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. this, this was w- my w- one single perspective based on my personal experiences and, um, both my personal experiences in my life and also my personal experiences in, in my job. So, um, but I would be interested to hear what other people heard absolutely when they heard these comments. So please reach out to us 657-464-7609 or send a voice memo three minutes or fewer to I doubt it at dollamore.com. So, um, we were going to talk about we're still going to talk about it, just not this episode. We're going to talk about this the, the reparations discussion that was happening last week that I really wanted to do. Uh, we're still going to do it because I think it's important. Uh, we had a guest booked. They had some some unforeseen scheduling conflicts. So we're going to have to move forward with the discussion without them. But I'd love your thoughts. I'd love your comments. I'd love your feedback going in to us talking about it next episode. Again, that number, 657-464-7609. Email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtedatdollamore.com. Uh, we want to hear what you have to think about reparations. I am a work in progress. As you can imagine, if you've listened to the show any amount of time at all. Uh, well, we are. We all are. Certainly, but about this issue particularly, coming from being a conservative, you know, practically white nationalist Christian, you know, that's the version of Christianity that I was brought up in, not a racist, but, you know, this very biased bullshit. We're looking out for America, this version of Christianity. I feel attacked. (laughs) 
So I grew up in this version of Christianity. I mean, I wasn't in a racist family, but yeah, I grew up in this. Bullshit. <laughs> That's a little extreme. So uh, we want to talk about this, but I want I want some I want some feedback. Um, I know we got a, a lot of people of color in the audience. I of course want to hear from you. Uh, if you're on the fence about reparations, I want to hear from you. If you're opposed, we want to hear from you. Um, I, it's a very important conversation to be had. And I don't think that it is out of the bounds of possibility that we could see this taking place in the medium term in America. But we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to talk about a little history and it's going to be a real, a real good time. So with that, we are going to leave you. Thank you for listening as often as you do. Thank you all so goddamn much for the support you give the show on Patreon. If you would like to, if you're on the fence and you're in a financial position to do so, to help the show out, go to teamdollamore.com. That'll redirect you to Patreon where you can pick your tier, donate, you know, a Cup of coffee, the price of a cup of coffee a month, five bucks a month, uh, helps out a, a fucking tremendous amount, as I say the F word over and over and over for no apparent reason. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. How dare you paint me as a wolf on this on this show? A wolf? Yeah. You mean an animal? Yeah, isn't a wolf an animal? <laughs> <laughs>